Yes, it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Sean, calm down. The energy's through the roof. This is a motherfucking <laughs> podcast, baby. It's your boy Sean, aka all my nonsense. This is a uh, Think Pod for Cast Cars. I'm joined as always by my uh, co-precision podcaster Sam. Hi, Sean. Pleasure to be here again. We got producer Jake uh, uh, chiming in via Zoom. Zoom, Zoom, broom, broom. What's up? Uh, did you put like a filter to sound shitty for a second? No. Oh. Now does like, it sound all right? It sounded like you were like it was crackly for a bit. You sounded like you were on the ship from Pitch Black. Nah, I did. A, I did my own voice stuff okay. just then. Okay. Yeah, just trying oh, yeah. some shit out. Okay, yeah, that's producer Jake. He's here in the mix. We also have a guest. I should have asked you how you wanted to be introduced beforehand, but no, just your first name's just good. First name's fine. We got Bruno here. Bruno's in the house, indeed. Yeah, Bruno's in this. Hi, Bruno. Thank you for joining us on this uh, mess today. Yeah, what, much like the ship from Pitch Black, our podcast is shambly and <laughs> yeah. tied together with washing machine parts and shower hoses. Yeah, it's like junkyard wars of a podcast. Well, when the captain was like twisting the knob, it was like exactly like the dryer dial that I have at my house no kidding it was like yeah but I'm, and also like how do you like pilot a ship with just knobs and like <laughs> it's just like hoses plugging into no and, like hatches levers pulling levers yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like a, a slew of simple machines mm -hmm. so i'm watching it i guess bruno let, let's start what is your relationship to like the fast and furious movies and like vin diesel do you like them do you hate them good question um <laughs> so it's been sort of a love hate because uh, I think the first Fast movie I was a big fan of. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was extremely different from anything that's on TV around that time. Now, the second one took sort of uh, an interesting turn. <laughs> for, and, and I know that for most people, that's the weakest of all of them. Uh, but at that time... That's, I started, that's fair. Yeah. And I started thinking, well, the Fast movies at this point... It kind of lost its relevancy, and I don't know what happened from Fast Three, Four, Five. It kind of became a whole different. It's it's almost like it recreated their world and say, okay, this is the shit we're gonna do here now. Yeah, so. Yes, there's we, as having watched them within the last year and yep. doing this podcast, the first half of the series there is no consistency no like, there's not no, there is a wild turn like every movie might as well be called a different. Movie, you know, it yes. might as well be a different movie, but then, like, halfway through, they figured out what worked and, yeah. like, yeah, continued it on. Right. Yeah, the evolution. <laughs> yeah. Took, I th five is where it starts. Yeah. Having, like, uh, they've picked a lane, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More adventure action. Yeah. 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 Less about racing. Get that off to the set. Like, that's all the car free We stuff. handled race. Yeah. We'll do one scene that's like a tip of the hat to like car mechanics. Like they'll have car jumbo in like one scene. Yeah. Like they'll do like technical car talk for like one scene as like service to the like 10 people that are still watching for the car stuff. They find a reason, <laughs> they find a reason to have a race. Like Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll throw a race in. Yeah. Just to like, it's still fast and furious. Yeah. But, as, uh, to like uh, <laughs> address the, the roots. Yeah. Sometimes it's usually one of uh, Dom's cousins. <laughs> yeah. So I also wonder, like, what what do you think about like Vin Diesel, just like as a person, he's kind of. Vin, I think he's such an interesting person because, you know, the Vin Diesel you see on TV, you know, in all the movies, versus the the guy that you see during the interviews, it's kind of like a different individual, and yeah. there's there's a little fascination there because it almost feels like 
he has to get into this tough macho guy character and all the, uh, for all his roles but uh, he seemed like a relatively down to down to earth guy so not yeah, bad. I like. I don't know about down to earth. He's no, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's got. I, I see what he's saying. Like, I, I think he genuinely like cares about how people perceive him. Yeah. I mean, not like he cares about the audience more than I think a lot of correct. Uh, yeah, that's acts, yeah. like big A list actors yeah. do. Yeah, he he wants to be. He definitely wants to be a man of the people for yeah. sure. Like he he loves posting like fan art and like yeah. people like. He's just like I'm doing it for the fans. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about that stuff. Yeah, he's like wildly genuine for like a whole. That's what I mean. Yeah, because it's easy for you, especially in macho roles, to you know come out in your personal life and sort of try to emulate that as well, and want people to command that respect and fear of you. But I, I, yeah, (laughs) exactly. I don't want to name names, but you know exactly exactly what I said. I was about to. draw i was like you see like the rock post like we out here we're waking up we're yeah. in the gym yeah. cheat meal day uh my t- my tequila yeah and vin's like this one's for the fans yeah i'm gonna sing this verse from rihanna yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's here's me hanging out with paul walker's kids yes like, shit like that yeah he never posts like and i mean no one is in as shape as the rock but like yeah Vin doesn't ever post like him in the gym like you never no. he's not posting about that kind of stuff like, no He's always he's always like hanging out with his kids or like playing golf or like you know doing some like activity or something like that. Yeah, The um, Rock's like me and Kevin Hart have another movie coming. <laughs> I'm like, which one of the twenty? Yeah, different ones. You know what? I can't keep up. But uh, so this is this was a date like this movie especially. I had this circled on our calendar hmm. like to get into the Riddick movies because like obviously Dominic Toretto is like. Uh, is by far the most popular Vin Diesel character. Like yeah. that is what he'll go down in history is like yeah. known for. Like when he dies, his obituary will say Vin Diesel parentheses Dom Toretto. Yeah. You know, but and especially this... these later movies, I feel like Vin has such like a voice to shape those movies and that character in particular. No. Yeah, I think yeah. initially, like he didn't come back for two. He has a cameo, brief cameo in three. Three. I, he's flat out said he cared more about Riddick than Dom, like, at the time. Like, he was not, like, Riddick was his dude. Like, he came with the book with all the Riddick yeah, scripts. You, you gotta tell yeah, that whole story. <laughs> okay, let's hear this. Can you hear this? Okay, no. so, they desperately wanted Vin Diesel to come back for Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift. Right. They wanted him to just do a cameo. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to do it. He's like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, unless you agree to make Pitch Black 2. He's like, no. that'll be the trade-off. Like, you do, I'll do, I'll do ten minutes in Fast and Furious Three. Yeah. If you let me do Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. And he showed up with a leather-bound book with a lock on it, and was like, "These are all the Riddick scripts." No. And like, oh, yeah, like, if you greenlight it, I'll agree to the deal. I didn't like. I don't know why they wanted him back for three so bad. Just I guess to get like, credit, like, cause was he a huge? I guess he was. Because he did Triple X. That was yeah. the other one that blew up. And another time. thing he didn't want to come back for. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, he wanted to do more Riddick movies. He, he loved the, this character. That was the only franchise he was interested in being a part of was Riddick. He's like, I'm going to one and done it except yeah. for Riddick. Yeah. But this movie doesn't really even come off as like a big sci-fi, like, invi- like you know what I mean? Like a franchise movie. This is just, it seems like a, um, I don't know. It's like a, almost like a 60s or 50s sort of like 
sci-fi like i could totally see this movie being made in like the 50s and 60s like it's sort of a b yeah sci-fi like i don't think they intended to do a series right right it doesn't feel like that at least yeah it had a it had a big indie feel to it and even the budget was like what 20 million which is pretty low for a movie you know but i I think it kind of works like it it has a certain charm to it even though it's like kind of cheap looking like i it's sort of like there's a lot of like weird little like world building stuff in this movie that i kind of dug like i thought it was kind of interesting like especially like the like whole group like with the like muslim troop going and like these kind of stuff you don't see in like mainstream yeah and like the the art collector guy was really weird like that was another weird little character and i mean riddick himself like there is not another character like riddick in like motion picture like no it's true yeah I think that's a lot of Vin bringing to the table, too. <laughs> I feel like he definitely fleshed that character out, for sure. I feel like a lot of, like, the... Di- it feels like a lot of the dialogue about, like, his backstory was sort of, like, written by Vin. Vin. Yeah, yeah I get it. Because I know the the last Witch Hunter, the, the, the story behind that is it's based off his D&D character. For sure. Mm. I feel like Riddick... There must be a different character Vin played in D&D that, like, he used to make Riddick... For sure. This feels like a D&D campaign. They have to get, like, from one point to the next with, like, the supplies. And they have to, like, fight the monsters that are, like, surrounding their, like, group. Yeah, this is a... You're right. This yeah. is an incredibly D&D feeling kind of... This feels like, like a short campaign. For yeah. sure, yeah. And to your point, I mean, for it to be a... Or thought to be a one-off at the time, the world building they they did in in the film I thought was really incredible. Because, you know, when you look at it now in retrospect, in your mind, it's like, okay, I see this world that you're building, and it's very rare for one movie to do that. Normally, you need about a, a third, third, fourth movie for you to really flesh out the world. And and I felt like in just one, uh, a, a one planet or one movie, they were able to tell a compelling story about what that world's like. For sure, especially because the budget is so small. Like, why not go crazy with, like, the details and, like, make it, like, a rich world? You can write as much as you want. Right. Yeah, and... Writing writing and dialogue's free. Like, that that is the greatest tool you can use. And as you kind of jump into the the rest of the Chronicles, uh, the, the two other characters that we'll get to that you actually see in the next movies, they don't feel shoehorned in even though they were never planned to be any more movies, you know, Jack and um, the Holy Man. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know know any other characters names. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I was just going to call, I mean, I was going to call Keith David, Keith David. Well, Uh, yeah, I was like the main character, like, I I don't remember a lot of the names. Yeah. Like the names, like I know Richard B. Riddick. Obviously. Of course, Richard B. Riddick. And then there was what was his name like Phyllis, which is something? wild that Riddick's name is Richard. Yeah, I, I know, I love it. That's a, Riddick, Vin, that's a Vin line, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that was. <laughs> I think that's his invention. Um, yeah, I know. There's Captain Fry, the captain, whose name is Gloria. I think she has like a first name too, because Vin calls her that. I'm sure this is yeah. something we could look up really right, quickly. Exactly. But um, access to IMDb. Yeah. What well, cause? No. Go what? Ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say I love how half the cast, uh, like William J. Johns, like it includes their nickname, like their full, middle name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like I, what? Do we ever? And maybe it was a line of dialogue I missed, but what caused the crash in the beginning? Uh, it was a meteor. 
It was a meteor yeah. shower. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. the the first captain died because a meteor hit the the the, the yeah. yeah the yes. little ones. Yeah. They were, like, they were forced. Meteors. Yeah, they're forced out of the cryo sleep or whatever. Yeah. I thought I actually thought it was really fascinating at the beginning when the two of them wake up and they're trying to like stabilize the ship mm -hmm. that like the the character like it, it's a great journey for the captain because like she was willing to dump everyone to like stabilize the ship yeah and that like her Cole Hauser was like not not oh, Cole Hauser another guy uh, kind of sure. gets he gets speared with uh, the, yeah, 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 yeah he dies shortly That's afterwards right. like he he pays for the decision to save everyone. Because it's it's foreshadowing her decision to sacrifice herself to save the others, mm -hmm. yeah. but that guy sacrifices himself by like sabotaging her plan, yeah. and he ends up saving everyone, and he pays for it by getting a, a spear through the yeah. through the Whoops. chest. Unfortunately, yeah. space is scary, guys. <laughs> but but I I like that the grow like you see the captain's journey where she like starts to care for Jack, yeah. and, like everyone. And, and I found out the, the name's Carolyn. Carolyn. Carolyn, yeah. 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 She's pretty good. I, I think she's decent in the movie. Yeah. I think her. I mean, Cole. We'll we'll get to Cole Hauser. Okay. I think he's he, he's. I would put in Cole he, on the back burner. <laughs> we'll put Cole, let's put Cole on the back burner for now. I, I think the performances are really solid for like a cheesy like sci-fi movie. I yeah. Think yeah. They're pretty good. Like I love the uh, aristocratic guy that's trying to get to France. But like, oh, why? he's going to space France. Yeah. Space, space France. Okay, it's not. Yeah, it's but not makes the new mecca. <laughs> new mecca. So everything, all the space cities just have new in front yeah. of it. It's mm -hmm. the same it's city. New Paris. Yeah, new Paris. <laughs> they want to see the new Eiffel Tower. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I thought the cast of characters was super interesting. And... Oh yeah, we got yeah. Keith fucking David. Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. So Keith David being there definitely got me thinking about the thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Have you seen the thing? I don't think. It, it's very much the sort of similar story where it's like a bunch of people getting attacked by creatures. Yeah. They're stuck. But the, the thing is way better than Pitch Black. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's funny that they were like, I could see the casting people being like, oh well, let, if we can get Keith David, that's yeah. like we're trying to make a thing like movie. Let's get Keith David in here. Yeah, well, like, he just brings a lot of gravitas just in general. He's good. I mean, he's he's doing like a Middle Eastern sort of act. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, that's probably not like. No, my my issue is that he has such a powerful voice. They should have just let him use his natural voice yeah. and try to do an accent. Right. Yeah. yeah, that takes takes me out of it a little bit. Exactly. That he's doing like yeah these crazy accents. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was a them choice or a him choice, but if you got <laughs> Keith David, just let him be Keith David. Yeah, exactly. Let him do his voice. Like yeah. he, he's he, like you said. Yeah, he's so much more powerful when he's doing yeah. just his natural. Voice. It's like what are like the top five voices? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Every every anime that he's on and his voice is on there. I'm like, okay, there he goes. You know. It's yeah, really that good. guy yeah. from Princess and Frog. Yeah. That guy. But I feel like. Uh, also, like, is Riddick supposed to be superhuman? Like, I get, I get that he had the surgery on his eyes, but the man breaks so many bones in this movie. Have you noticed? Like, he broke his bones to get out of his like trap, like his like confinement. Yeah, yeah. But he also like when he's fighting Cole Hauser at the end, like breaks his forearm like and completely. It back. <laughs> he just like snaps it back. I mean, well, like, what is Riddick's bones made out of? And he's not he's not from Earth though. He's Furion. So oh, okay. I, I don't know much about that planet, but it sounds like they're different <laughs> than like just regular humans, you know. 
Jake Goodyear. I didn't catch that he was Furian. <laughs> I yeah, I yeah, that really Had adds some context. <laughs> they, they, throw that, they throw that in, you know, down the Chronicles. I don't know if it was even mentioned in the, okay, in the first spoil, one. Don't spoil. Yeah, we're not there too. yet. We're not at, we're not at No spoilers? Yet. Okay, my bad, my bad. Let's not jump into the other The, the only spoilers we like are on the back of a car on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just want to help oh, out, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. I will say, though, the, the opening shot... I thought, okay, for a movie in the early 2000s, the graphics were actually not bad of the space. Yeah, the, yeah. Ship, the ship in space looked pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sweaty for sure because it's yeah. early 2000s, exactly. like CG. But yeah. yeah, I've seen way worse movies. And like, I, I thought it was pretty competently made yeah. for a early 2000s oh, like, yeah. sci-fi movie for sure. Considering the budget. But now yeah. the creatures... Not that's, as good. that's a different uh, yeah it, it works better when you see just like a flash a shadow of, of it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but there's seen like the at the very end when it's like holding vid yeah like it's like right up to it i was just like <laughs> and like i get the design i yeah. feel like i feel like it, they, they should have made it like a little bit more simpler because i feel like they're trying to be like what well, how cool can we make this creature Alien. let's add like yeah let's yeah. add all this shit. it's got wings yeah. it's got giant big cross horn yeah. and like all this shit where like you can make it scary and not as yeah like, i know. think this is definitely like a, they should have done a less is more like a super eight or um yeah. cloverfield kind of situation where yeah. you, you just get glimpses at the the entirety of the movie you only get glimpses correct For sure. they have a they have a uh they're kind of similar to the alien creatures and aliens. Yeah. Right? yeah. Kind of with the, the teeth, the no eyes. Like, you could totally tell they were going kind of for that look in the creature. Jake, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely trying we, to do how like know a, this, this doesn't Zeno exist more. in that universe. Yeah. Fair. Wait, yeah. is it two creatures or one? Is it, is it all one creature? Because at first I thought there was a flying type, and then there was the other that's on the ground. No, I, I think well, there are, like, some were flying, I think, and then some were just on, on foot, too. So they're – I couldn't the, – Yeah, this, this is, like, super nitpicky, but, like, from a, like, biological standpoint, like, yeah. those creatures don't make any sense. None. Because they're supposed to be, like, burrowing creatures. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have a giant, like, fucking, like, cross thing, like – on your head to like right. burrow. that'd be so hard to like burrow underground but... yeah it seems cumbersome to burrow <laughs> and yeah. why would you need to fly if you're a subterranean creature exactly, exactly. unless yeah. there's like giant like caverns caverns down there maybe <laughs> but even still then... pick a fucking lane yeah. <laughs> considering you can't you know you can't stand light you know it, it wouldn't make sense for you to be a flying creature because yeah, where are you gonna you know, fly it's too much of an effort to come up with two different creatures exactly. they're just like oh yeah they're subterranean but yeah, yeah now they fly because yeah. they're outside again yeah. uh i forgot so i've seen this movie when i was like probably like around when it came out mm. like when it was on like tnt or something like that like i don't remember like all i remember was it was dark creatures of in diesel those were like the three things i remembered yeah but like i forgot that like half i would say like a little over half the movie is all some like it is during the daylight i forgot that like the planet was was a like desert it was like yeah, a three sun yeah. type situation and yeah. the model showed them that it was about to get dark and yeah. shit like that but like what bad luck for those guys to crash on that planet and then to be the time Around of that time. eclipse or whatever yeah, the, like the, the, the like one, one time, time. <laughs> This planet has three suns, but uh, it, it eventually will get dark, and that's when it's real bad. Yeah. Wait, it's but a, logically, cool... does it make sense? I mean, no. Because if it, there is three suns, and if I remember correctly, the camera panned from north to south, 
So if you have two sun on one side, one sun on the other side, the eclipse should only really affect one or maybe two of the suns. Yeah, you can't really have an eclipse that covers three suns. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our eclipse with one sun only usually lasts about five minutes, maybe. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, you have to be able to, like, it, it only affects, like, a real, like, sliver of the land. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it's a, as far as, like, an idea goes, like, it's not a terrible, like, idea for, like, a sci-fi, like, no. but, like, it's kind of cool, like, I, I like it, like, the idea that they have to, like, it, it's sort of, uh, what, what was that horror movie, Lights Out? Did you ever see that one? No. Where, um, have you, have you seen this movie? I think I have. Where the ghost is, yeah, has to be in the dark, like, so yeah. the, the lady has to keep the lights on to keep the ghost away. Yeah. yeah. Electric bills. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> But the, I, I like that idea. I think it's interesting. I like I like the whole scene where they have to get the cart of like rave tubes across the uh, desert to get the parts. Yeah. The rave tubes. Yeah, yeah like the, when they the had the, the glow sticks. Yeah, the glow sticks. Yeah. That'd be great if the end of the movie they end up at like Burning Man or something like that. At the end of the movie they have to get the glow sticks. Yeah, they get to the other side of the desert. They find Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, like a, I'm a stickler for characters doing dumb things and one of the characters i think it was the rich guy when he starts crawling away yeah i'm thinking to myself that. dude the, the best thing you could do is be with everyone else have more lights but you want to go out and do your own thing which then cause the lights to go out yeah uh, the, those are scenes where i look at that and i'm thinking to myself like you you must be a mad director or writer to say i'm gonna write this where the character just goes off well, they just have to like come up with like it's a plot thing where it's yeah. like it it doesn't make sense for the character but like the plot calls for all the lights to go, to out, go out at one time you know like yeah. it, like to have something happen within the group because yeah. the creatures can't turn the lights off so this guy has to go crazy and run off into the darkness for some reason for no reason pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why this that description reminded me of this but i just remembered a do you remember a 30 days a night yeah yes the vampire movie mm -hmm. i love that they, movie i used to one of the funniest like parts of cinema to me yeah. is in that movie where they like find like a uv ray yeah. and they're like all right this kills the vampires great and like they had it on like well but the vampires might turn the lights off and then immediately lights off <laughs> the, the perfect comedic timing yeah Anyway, we're not talking about 30 Days a Night. We're talking about Pitch Black. I thought the one of the funniest things in the movie, probably the biggest laugh for me, was when the guy <laughs> comes up to them and the other guy shoots him because he thinks he's Riddick. We, yeah, we, we, we were, were just, just watching that. Like, yeah, hold on. And, and then, but then it like cuts to like Vin Diesel sitting in the chair, yeah. like drinking. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was, was like we just talked about that. <laughs> that was super funny. Best scene in the movie. <laughs> but yeah. it's like so shocking and like whoa, yeah. like that guy just got shot in the head. <laughs> and then it like like flash zooms into Vin just yeah. in a lawn chair. Yeah, that that was one of the like definitely stuff that's aged the worst was some of the like video like ntv like cut zooms like mm -hmm. a lot of the camera stuff like i'm just like all right slow down like it's like the shaky like camera like i was just like all right let's calm down a bit let's get <laughs> crazy um but the one the one quick zoomed event was fucking great i loved it that was perfect i love that he got the surgery so he could see because because the prison is a completely dark 
prison. So he got a guy. He paid him twenty cools to get the eye surgery. What's a cool? Is that a unit of money? The, the cigarettes, no, right? The cigarettes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. said pack of cools. <laughs> cools. <laughs> I know you're probably thinking cools. Is that like some No, I I watched with the captions. Yeah, and it was with the K. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay. Too. So. <laughs> will stand the test of time. They will yeah. be currency in the future. Cigarettes will always be prison currency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel Sam. Like... Go ahead, Jake. Oh, uh, I was going to say, did you guys see uh, the other Fast and Furious alum in this in this movie? Cole Hauser, yeah. Yeah, our oh, boy yeah. Cole Hauser. <laughs> which, which they actually didn't... They're like the two people that actually didn't meet in any of the Fast and Furious movies. No, he was only in the one that Vin isn't in. Yeah, yeah. I love Jake. I love that connection. I also I love that this movie understands that that guy just comes off sort of like an asshole, so they use him as an asshole in yeah. this movie. Like they're just right. like, yeah, you're gutless white meat or whatever she calls him. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it makes sense. I, I thought it was an interesting turn that he ended up being like a bounty hunter and like not a lot like. He was also like he was in disguise. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that like twist. I thought it was interesting. No, I liked it in, in general. I liked this character. I thought he brought some level of uh, seriousness and, and antagonism to the to the cast. Because you know when you think about everyone, they all had a common goal, but you needed that one person whose goal maybe a little a little more on the selfish side. And so I thought it made the the movie a little more dramatic. And and in general. One thing I liked about this was I always felt like uh, The Chronicles of Riddick was really an adventure movie. This felt like an adventure mixed with suspense and thriller. And, you know, I was just talking to Sean that there were, most of the movie is there's no dialogue. It's quite quiet. There's not a big uh, a score in the background. It's just, you know, a few words and then it's just camera panning and i thought that was a nice way of explaining the type of world of seriousness of the danger for sure yeah, yeah. he he definitely like i it's it's cool like to have good because riddick is such a cool character like yeah. he's he's so laid back but this guy is so like on edge yeah. like the like conflict between the two of them like he he's he was so like serious and riddick is so not that yeah. like it really played well together the relationship yeah Going off of what Bruno was saying, it also, even though it wasn't planning it again, that kind of just proves this is a great movie to introduce the character of Riddick yeah. and like prepare you for like the rest of the movies going forward. Like it's just a great introduction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of these Riddick movies. <laughs> it's a little downhill at some points, but <laughs> my opinion. Rebecca. I got to see Rebecca. <laughs> We got to get there. Yeah, I want. Well, I want the next movie to start with them landing in New Mecca. I yeah, I want it to be like a pretty much shot for shot remake of a, when Empire Strikes Back, where they like land in Cloud City, and uh, <laughs> Keith David could be like the Lando. I thought it was funny. Like he inexplicably doesn't have an accent; he just sounds like Keith David now. It's like something happened. <laughs> I never thought. I never thought would have thought that his whole monologue about smelling blood would actually be foreshadowing to a, to a reveal in the movie yeah <laughs> i was like is this the like uh <laughs> i was like wow is this like it's like this movie's got everything it's got vin diesel breaking his bones smelling menstrual blood yeah. like just crazy <laughs> like it's it's very like i don't know it's very weird it, this movie is very like stuff that you don't see in movie like in like action movies nowadays like yeah 
Did you know that that little little that was a woman? I thought it was a guy for most of the movie. I, I'll be honest, I was kind of tricked. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, likewise. I think the voice changed once the reveal came out, right? I don't know. That's yeah. an interesting point. I, I would think like because I was like, oh, it's just like a little ten year old. Like I was like, is that like a ten year old boy kind of yeah. kid? Some kid. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It, it never even stuck in my mind until he made that comment. It's like, no, not her. Her. <laughs> like, I was like, what? wait, what just happened? <laughs> I've been bamboozled. Exactly. Yeah, it, I think it'd be interesting to rewatch it, knowing that, like, to, to, to see if there is, like, in fact, like, a, uh, if that actor shifted their performance yeah. from, like, like you said, like the voice change, maybe, like, maybe yeah. they kind of were here. Yeah, they're here. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, th- I think I, if I remember correctly, I think. There was a, a voice just because the voice was a little deeper during the first half of the movie. Once the reveal happened, she's trying to come off more yeah, as a boy. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I could see that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just thought like the, I mean, it, it's not very deep, but like the themes of like self sacrifice and that kind of stuff, like yeah. the needs of you know to go to Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Like I thought yeah. it was very interesting, especially because like Cole Hauser's character was like, "Well, let's just kill her and like use her body as like uh, a distraction or like as bait," you know. Like I was just like, "Okay," like I, I thought it was you know it's not it's not super deep, but I, I like the uh, that the captain ends up coming around and saving the crew the, yeah. saving the two of them at the end of the movie mm-hmm. when she was going to dump them at the beginning that was kind of interesting yeah. yeah character arc and like it changes <clears throat> it changes riddick too because riddick was going to leave he was like let's just go like he was gonna but he was moved and changed by her decision to like actually like it changed his character too to start like take caring about other people yeah yeah because like when he's in jail he only cares about like his self-preservation you know yeah. he, he just wants to like look out for himself like he's like i'll leave like i will he's like i'll kill everybody here to get out of here you know yeah. do we but know what his crime was murder oh who? why <laughs> i don't know it just it's just murder like right because in the first well i jake's seen the other two so they might get into that later but yeah it's just a bunch of riffraff all riddick yeah he's just a big riffraff boy <laughs> Okay. They don't tell. They don't say what he was murder. Why he was murdering people? But yeah, yeah. he's he's a murderer. Yeah. Okay. He's just a bad guy. I mean, I, I feel like I, I would like some context <laughs> from from kind of the conversations stuff. He doesn't go too into detail, but it kind of sounds like more. A lot of the killing and stuff was more for survival. Yeah. Self defense, because he's it, a good guy. Uh, especially with like that conversation when he's talking about God with the the holy man. You know, he's like, yeah, like being uh, have an umbilical cord wrapped around my neck in a dumpster. Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. talking about his life and stuff, and then he's like, I believe in God, and I absolutely hate the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> yeah. There's so great one liners in this movie. Yeah. Right? That'll be the good night. Like. Why are we going? We can't leave without saying good, good night. night. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Nelson wrote that himself. Yeah, that. Honestly, I feel like I don't. I, this movie in particular, in this like series, I feel like Vin really does have like a, a major hand in everything. Yeah, especially like his character, because we know uh, F nine. We talked about this a little bit. There's like 
one of the screenwriters was like Alfredo something. Right. We think it. We our theory is that that's his like pen name. Like, uh, like it's a very like fake sounding name. It's yeah. the fakest sounding. Name. <laughs> I actually I need to look it up. It's Alfredo something. Buñuelo but... or something like that. Yeah. It just sounds like what? Like, like I don't know. Because like the we other names are like it. Mike Smith, like yeah. screenwriter name. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then Alfredo Buñuelo, you're like what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the uh, F nine writing credits is Daniel Casey. That's like a name. Yeah. Person. Justin Lin. Okay. Director. Justin Lin, yeah. Uh, based on the characters of uh, Gary Scott Thompson, who created the first one. Yeah. And then Alfredo Botello. Yeah, that could be a Vin Diesel. <laughs> Story by uh, Alfredo Botello has only worked on a few things. We got a picture of him? Probably not. No. no What's Vin's real name? Mark Sinclair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He, <laughs> he's, he worked on a Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift script revisions. Gotcha. Uh. He was a consultant on Star Trek Beyond. Interesting. That, I love I love that theory that huh. he worked on the Star Trek movie. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> Vin, we need some notes. The Justin's like, I can't crack this story. I gotta call my friend Vin. I gotta call my yeah. <laughs> Vin's like, I have a friend, Alfredo. <laughs> He, he puts on a mustache, <laughs> like a chef hat. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. And he just does like uh, does a like a. Hey, uh, what if we uh, put the Spock in? A... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to do uh, the pizza voice. Please, please don't. I know you, yeah. you, you, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're allowed. Yeah. yeah, you got the card. Uh, but yeah, I just think like this movie's just like. It's just a good like B action like sci-fi yeah. movie. That, it's just like, a fun little oh. sci-fi horror kind of. Influence. Yeah, it dips definitely dips into like horror elements a bit. Definitely feels like a slasher movie at points. Yeah, especially when, like people just start getting like slashed, killed off, slashed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, I think yeah, heavily borrows. I think you mentioned it, Jake. Heavily borrows from uh, uh, Aliens. And I, I think it's interesting because around that time you had the Armageddon, the all these movies about space, yeah, the date of the Earth stood still or something like that that came out around that time. And so this one is uh, I, a lot of those were just more disaster movies. This is really focused on that element of like suspense and thriller and horror. And so I think that's why it stood out. And then, as you said, I thought most of the movies were like pitch black. That's what I remembered being dark and then there's all this daytime and i was talking to sean about how you notice how when they made the decision to go towards the 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 blue or sun the hue of the of the the the, the movie changed it went from a lighter color to now like a bluish bluish green yeah. Yeah. Like yeah they, they yeah. really uh had some it's fun with like the color blue, correction yes. Yes. Like, yes like when it's blue it is blue 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 it everything is, is blue it is orange. i also really liked at the beginning when the um the Muslim group, they're like walking through this, the skeleton graveyard. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool to ah. see like actual, like big skeletons, like on screen, like, you know, somebody had to make those like giant ass, like skeletons. I thought it was very, like, it, it was really cool. And I like yeah. seeing that like practical sort of effects in this, in this kind of movie. It's kind of yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering like how much of that was CG and how much was practical. Cause it looked really good. The I think world. a lot those of it was practical. Real. Yeah. yeah. Like, those were tangible, like real, like skeletons i wish if, okay. they, if it was cg it would have looked kind of shitty I, think. Yeah. I wish i wish for the close-up like just just one part the one where the part where the creature grabs vin diesel and like raises him up mm. man i wish they would have got like a real puppet or something like that yeah 
Because <clears throat> yeah. I noticed they do use for close-ups one part where he's like killing where he kills the creature you do kind of see the skin mm -hmm. of the creature for like a quick second mm. so like i wish that they would have took some of that budget and made like a practical like skull or like top half just so like it wouldn't have looked as bad because yeah. man that's the worst part is when it like lifts him up and you see like up close yeah. you're like okay this uh, looks it, really bad, bad. <laughs> i I, I'm trying to think of like where the money could have went, and I feel like it all went to practical effects and what they spent, like that bone graveyard and everything. I feel like the set was the main cost in this movie, and I and I think I agree. Like if they had more money, I think it would have been a better movie because it loses stuff for like the kind of the puppet look of the creature and some of that more mediocre stuff in the movie. Yeah, well, it's yeah. about two thousand too, so this is like really when like. So during this the Matrix, like, and, of, like yeah. shitty uh, CG. Like, yeah, like it was. This is like just after Star Wars. Yeah, so oh, like for sure around that the prequels, uh, and, uh, yeah. Phantom Menace. So like, I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, we could do like wild shit with CG. Yeah. Let's go for it." But not everyone gets away with doing it. Well, no. yeah. few few no. movies of this era, their CG looked Wh good. Which is a shame because like I don't think the script is like that terrible and like we're saying like I love the ideas in it. Like the world building is really good for like a movie of like this budget. Like usually I feel like more thought was put into it than just like say Jason X or mm -hmm. like yeah, something yeah. like from around that era that yeah. like Vin, really Vin took crappy the time to get these scripts movie. bound by leather. I hope, <laughs> exactly. I hope they took yeah. some time writing it. But it but, might be because of the budget. Because when you think about it, a lot of times the the, the less budget you have, the more practical you have yeah. to be. And sometimes that makes for a good story. I get it visually. If they had more money, it would have been more engaging. But I think because they didn't have as much money, it focused a little bit more on the on the practical effect as well as yeah. good storytelling. And I, I told you, there are moments in the movie where it was a minute or two minutes of silence. Mm -hmm. But it kind of, you know, but you were in the story, you were invested in it. Whereas in, if they filled it up with dialogue, you might have just been trying to listen to what they're saying yeah, instead of observing. Even like throw too much score in there i think yeah, having all exactly. that silence like we talked about yeah it's like it, it really adds an air of like eeriness yeah and it, it's really effectively used in this movie i think exactly because it would have been easy for them to throw in those bombastic trumpets in there you know get one of the big directors hey score this for me yeah let's get a men's choir to go oh, oh exactly you could have done that. that and i think that's what happened in in uh the second movie, actually, there's a lot more s score and sound. Maybe, if I, remember. I think from the set, from what I've read yeah. about the second movie and the little clips I've seen, yeah, I've not it's seen the it problem yet. where it's too much in the other. They overcorrect and give you too the too much of a big budget and yeah. maybe less focus on making a clean story. Yeah, because I mean, this story is so like. Simple, straightforward, like it's not it, like like with the choir, I'll yeah. equate it to like the screenwriting. There's yeah. not a ton of like bells and whistles on it. It's a simple story that like <laughs> you could tell somebody the plot of the movie and like you wouldn't get lost or anything like that. Like it, yeah. you know, they crash on the planet, have to get off the planet, fight some creatures, simple. and they're off the planet. You know, yeah. it's it's not it's not like super complex. Yeah. But that's I think that goes to like the strengths of the movie for yeah. sure. I call it the the Spider Man effect, where you know when the first Spider Man came up with uh, Tobey Maguire, 
you know, they gave you the backstory, they gave you the Uncle Ben, the Aunt May, and then the Amazing Spider-Man came out and they gave you the exact same story. And yeah. it's like, hey, and, 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 and directors at this point have to trust that the audience already know this story. Or, in essence, in, in the story of this one, we don't really care. We just think it's a fascinating character. So just tell us what they're doing right now. You don't need to tell us when they were born or what happened. And yeah. so when the new Spider-Man came out and it didn't have that, I think a lot of people were like, hey, thank you. We we don't I need like we don't need like, to we don't, don't need to, to hear the story again. I don't need to see Uncle Ben die a exactly. third time. Exactly. So. Just just get to the point. And like when when the second when the Chronicle Riddick the second movie comes out, it's kind of going up against the big budget films of that time. So you got Lord of the Rings, you got Harry Potter, you got uh, Star Wars. That I think is still coming out with stuff at that time. So I think they tried to kind of get their way and, and try to act like those movies when I yeah. don't think that that's the route they should have went with this, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious to see when we re when we visit that in a couple of weeks to see what, what's going on with Chronicles of Riddick for sure. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see it, but the eye effect I think is really cool. I like the uh, glow in the dark eyes. Yeah. It's a very, uh, it, it's interesting. Like, different it, it's it's a way to differentiate this character from like the other vin characters you yeah. know what i mean yeah and it's not like a overpowered edge that he has right he just has the ability to see in the dark it's yeah. not it's not like an op skill like he's not so much better than any other person it it's a you it's know a just the kind of one up in some cases yeah he has to wear those goggles exactly the only reason the only reason he got the surgery was because the prison he was at was always dark like that was the like yeah but it raises a question how could they perform the surgery if the if the There's center no light. was completely if there was no light in the prison how did they perform? How did the doctor with that steady hand? Freak magic. 20 cools? <laughs> 20 cools. For 20 cools, man, you can do anything. <laughs> I Maybe he what... lit his cigarette to light <laughs> the, the surgery. Yeah, I wonder the dollar equivalent of 20 cools. Actually, one cool. Oh, man. Well, I don't want to know. It's like I a Bitcoin. I, I, I would like to think that it's like uh 50k or something like that like it's it's <laughs> like the currency like they're so rare they're yeah. hard to find yeah. like yeah <laughs> i because i would imagine 20 cool that's that can either get your eyes shaped to see in the dark or a prison tattoo like well, <laughs> that's it's sort of it's sort of becoming true because i think did the government like outban menthol like i feel like in a year it's going to be like hard to find or something mm -hmm. like that. I feel like there was just like um, new, like executive orders. Yeah. Uh, so funny thing about those those eye things. So um, they had a huge recall on those contact lenses, and um, uh, Vin Diesel actually had to go to a eye surgeon to get them removed because they were stuck on his. Uh, what? No. Yeah, way. they got stuck on his eyelids, so he had to go to like a, a surgeon or whatever to get them professionally like taken off. That's oh my rough. god. Yeah, and they so, were selling so them and they ended up recalling them. Well, they're shooting yeah. the movie? Yeah, well, so no no no. So I think I think it happened in the first movie and I obviously they must have fixed it so it didn't cause an issue again. Right. But yeah, he had to get them like peeled off Jesus originally. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, I didn't know they used real contacts. I mean, I don't think they had to. They could have just I feel like Did you think like uh CG'd or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't there the yet. Time, most of the time, he, it's just his normal eyes. Though, it, it, yeah, exactly. And le but but it's only sometimes that like, whenever you know, obviously he steps into the shadows. That's it glows. Where, 
Yeah, that's yeah. when it starts glowing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, my favorite one of my favorite scenes was actually the scene where he's in the shadows with the with the young kid. And he's like, oh, you have to be quiet. And he just like creeps in and out of the shadow. I was like, that's very menacing. <laughs> I like that. He did, he did a good job. Yeah, like that. that's the thing about this movie as opposed to like Fast and Furious Dom. Like this character is very like, he, he's unsettling for yeah. sure. Like you, you definitely feel like this is the most dangerous like Vin Diesel has been in a movie, I guess. Yeah. Is like he doesn't really play. He always plays like the hero or like the tough guy, but never... Yeah. Never with this sort of like edge to him, yeah. which I think was very interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this was his first kind of real action sci-fi movie. I mean, he did right. Saving Private Ryan, but that was, that was more like a drama. There wasn't, he, it's not too much action. This one was, you know, kind of a superhero-esque movie, fighting, dying, right, killing. This is, this is like, pri this is and this is before fast and furious so this is his first like blockbuster like mm -hmm. crowd sort of like crowd pleasing sort of movie like as far yeah. as that goes and, this and he, keep, he keeps his anti-hero-esque character into you know into xander cage and into fast and furious like right. he really doesn't change after this movie as far as like his favorite kind of characters that he plays he definitely like found his niche with riddick and maybe that's why he has such a like uh, sentimentality towards this character why he always wants to come back because yeah. this was the first character that he was playing a like action hero this was that first step into that world yeah, yeah he wasn't expecting Groot <laughs> no <laughs> and we will we will get oh, to we Groot. will get to Groot <laughs> we're doing the whole episode just on, on Groot, Groot because yeah. we don't want to do every well, We're I mean, not going to do every Guardians movie. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Groot. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do like six episodes about Groot. Because it'd be like <laughs> Guardians 1, Guardians 2, yeah. uh, right. both Avengers, or uh, like Endgame and yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, I believe there, he makes a cameo in a fucking One Ralph another. Breaks the Internet as Groot. Yeah. He is credited as Groot in yeah. Ralph Breaks the so Internet. So, listeners, stay tuned. We will cover. You Just will Groot. get a Groot. You will get a Groot episode Groot coming. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be the easiest money he's ever made. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm Groot. Jeez. Oh, well, Yo soy Groot. Yeah. Exactly. Do we have any final thoughts on uh, Pitch Black before we... No. Uh, I think we've kind of covered it. It's a solid fucking movie. It's really, really fun. I really liked seeing, like... Like you were just saying, this is like Vin's first like kind of like actiony hero because like previously what we he was in a like had a brief scene minor roles, yeah lighter light role in like Saving Private Ryan, yeah. uh, Iron Giant's voice works so that's like a whole different beast. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the who Knock was the guys? Yeah, no, that's next week. That's like Boiler, Boiler Room. room. Yeah. That's the one. Mm -hmm. He was just kind of like a little bit of a side character, but yeah, he is like the guy in this one. For sure, fun. Bruno, thoughts? No, I think I think it's a good movie. It's what I would call the perfect Saturday movie. You know, those ones that Saturday morning you just put on and you can come in and out and watch it anytime and it's entertaining. So, I think it's uh, from an action perspective, probably my favorite character for for Vin actually. Yeah. Wow. Actually, wow. Well, because I've seen the other two other okay. Chronicles and I, yeah, uh, I have And I think that from like when i picture him i actually picture him a little bit more on on pitch because pitch black i actually remember now 
was the first movie that I've ever I ever saw him in before the Fast movies. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, because I didn't watch the first Fast when it came out. I watched it much later in life. So yeah, yeah. this is a year before. Yeah. 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 Same same day as uh, Boiler Room. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we, we, we didn't talk, address this. We didn't on, talk about that on yeah. on uh, Boiler Room. We yeah, talked about this, this off mic. Yeah. This came out <laughs> the same day as another movie of his. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Because we uh, we like we go, we based the the order of the episodes off of IMDb. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know how we discovered it, but like we were just like kind of looking at the IMDb's for this and right. that movie. Yeah. And there was a moment where like, oh, they both came out in uh, 2000. Yeah. Uh, I hope we didn't get the order wrong. Yeah. yeah. And we checked to see if like if we messed up or not. Yeah. And then Sam was like, oh no, we're fine. They came up the same day. So that's that's crazy. You could get double dose of Vin in the theater. <laughs> double uh, feature. February, February 8th, 2000. You could go. You could have gone. You could have <laughs> sat down for Boiler Room. Go to, <laughs> go to the next theater and right. watch Pitch Black. <laughs> I bet you guys are looking forward to the Pacified. Oh man! <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that, Bruno. The most people that have wanted to guest on that on our podcast is on the Satisfier. That's the most like requested. We actually have like a we have a decision to make about who's going to be on. Yeah, <laughs> we have to, to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Or we'll just have we still have weeks away. We're yeah. we're still weeks away from that though. Yeah, we we got it. We got some movies to get through before that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm. This is the stretch we're getting into. Is like prime vid. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're entering the height. Yeah. I, I am too. There's gonna be some interesting movies that I've I've taken a peek and seen. Like, because Sean and I have both kind of like. We, we're very familiar with the Fast and Furious movies, but like yeah. we're not Experts. super familiar with like Vin's non-Fast yeah. and Furious work. Uh, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. here and there, yeah. and we've we watched the the newest Triple X together, yeah, and Last Witch Hunter. But we don't know like a lot, especially like this this period. We don't really know his work like super well. I know yeah. nothing about the knockaround guys, right? No. So yeah, well. Well, we get still, listeners stay tuned next week. We'll do knock around, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're not thrilled about that one. I don't think. <laughs> Who knows maybe, though? I've been, maybe I've, we can. Some some of the some of them have been surprising. I mean, none of the movies have been like, save for like Iron Giant and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Are like legit yeah, good movies. Yeah. Like those are like good good movies. Yeah. But they're all they've all been kind of interesting. Even the bad ones, like even Strays, which. <laughs> you don't need to waste your time <laughs> just, just listen to our podcast that's all you gotta do he wrote, he wrote and directed it it's his like oh. first movie it, it's a very like indulgent uh very thin project for interesting sure. okay but i feel like that's sort of the rosetta stuff like it's a bad movie but i feel like it's a lot to understand who Vin is, is yeah. that movie kind of helps you like how he sees himself i guess if you're lunatics like us that, like, <laughs> really like to study this shit it yeah. is an important piece to like it really gives a good look into like who Vin is as a as a man yeah. right but uh, as like it's just a movie like someone that enjoys movies they, you know it's not yeah yeah okay. exactly fair enough. fair enough jake said it best if it, just listen to the podcast <laughs> Speaking of listening I'm, to podcasts, uh, do you have any plugs? Anything you want to like uh, promote? Um, I, actually, I, I don't. Uh, the, the game I, I'm about to go play is actually going to be streaming on YouTube, but I don't think I want people seeing it. <laughs> well, this will come out later. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
just ignore that. But so no, nothing. I'm still working on uh, building up a couple of things on my own because I think, um, as you know, I'm a big soccer fan. Yeah, so same. I have some friends that we're, we're looking to see if we can start something on a weekly basis discussing soccer because our group our group message on a week basis, uh, you know, I have to work during the workday. And these guys, you know, especially if there's a Monday two o'clock game, I leave mm-hmm. my phone, I come back, and it's like 300 messages. Buddy. And I'm like, what are we doing? Preach to the choir. I <laughs> what have, are we doing? I'm in a few of those myself. <laughs> exactly. So one of the things we discussed doing is just like, okay, hold all those thoughts. You know, we'll get together and we'll, we can chat about it. So um, yeah. that might be coming sometime this year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's have an off mic talk about some yeah. stuff like that because I, I, I got some stuff to run by. Yeah. Deal. Sammy, you got any plugs, my friend? Uh, just listen to this show. Uh, thank Pod for Cast Cars at Instagram and Twitter. And also follow me at Sam underscore Inuzi on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, that's about it. I haven't really guessed on any podcast. Uh, looking forward to next yeah, couple of weeks. You were on uh, Hardly Nowhere pretty recently. Uh, I'm not going to step on your... That's that's your plug, baby. <laughs> I'll, mention, I'll mention it in a second. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jake, you got any plugs, my friend? On Janderson underscore underscore underscore, I'm trying to post more. And Cast Sultans with my boy Sean, where we are the two podcast professionals, where we uh, help people with their podcast passion projects. Uh, we're still on a little hiatus, I think, but uh, came out two days ago or yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, uh, yeah, we're still giving advice, so check yeah. that out. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, yeah, that's usually one of my plugs. Uh, I'm on that show too. Uh, I'm also on Harley Nor, like I just mentioned. It is a podcast about sex, love, life, relationships, and uh, apparently genitals now, uh, <laughs> where we uh, have, you know, discussions about anything that falls under those umbrellas. Uh, Sam was recently on for a bit of a heavy, but a really good episode. Uh, Jake was on recently to do Slasher Fic, where he uh, ends those episodes with some fan fiction of his own. <laughs> I have to listen to that. that yeah, that's well, good. I'm the star of it. So. I, and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a silly episode. Next yes, time I we'll do on, a silly sure. one. <laughs> yeah, that's promised. Because it it cannot get it literally cannot get darker than what we covered. So. Yeah. Uh, so go check those podcasts out and uh, and uh, I would like to thank the pod for that one quick zoom of uh, Vin when they like say that guy and then he's sitting in the lawn chair. That's what I'm thankful for. Uh, I'd like to thank Pod for uh, cool cigarettes as currency in the future. <laughs> um, cool. I'd like to thank Pod for actually subversing my expectation because it killed all the kids and the main woman in the movie, which is rare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Pod for that. The, the black dude made it out. <laughs> Shocking, right? Can't kill Keith. Can't he wasn't kill the Keith. first or second character. <laughs> Wasn't the first or second character to die. Yeah. And I, I would like to thank Pod for those Fury and Bones, which can magically break and unbreak Unreal. at just a second bone. Yeah. Yeah. And most importantly, yeah. thank Pod for Cast Cars. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's great.